Hello and welcome to Udcast. This is Head of School Dan Glass with you once again, recording live in the Sound Lab here at the Brandeis School of San Francisco. We are on episode 62, 63, something like that. Uh, many Udcast episodes in the bank at this point. Um, I uh, Today is, in addition to being a beautiful Thursday here in San Francisco, today is also Yom HaShoah, um, Holocaust Remembrance Day. And um, the uh, I was reading in the New York Times this morning very early because um, we have just returned from uh, a trip in Europe for Passover. And uh, so our, our mornings are starting very, very early uh, as we are all discombobulated from, uh, from jet lag. But um, I was reading that uh, there was a study that was just released today about um, how Americans understand and remember the Holocaust. And it's a really interesting set of data. I, I recommend it to all of you, uh, our listeners. But um, some surprising points in there. One of them was that only 43% of adults in the United States know what Auschwitz was. Um, and there's a, a, a sort of trend line in the data that the Holocaust is sort of receding from memory among um, the U.S. adult population, which is um, really uh, interesting and um, uh, concerning in certain ways. Um, and also interesting is that there, is, um, there isn't really any substantial portion of Holocaust denial among U.S. Um, adults. Uh, it, rather, it's, it's just that people are sort of not knowing what it was. So people do believe that the genocide happened. They just don't know um, much of the details of it. And that seems obviously it, this the this study was released today for a reason because uh, this is a day when we pause uh, to remember the fact of the Holocaust to remember those uh, not only those who perished but also those who uh, who stood up and said something who stood up and did something the the folks who saved people who saved each other who fought. Uh, against the Nazi regime in in the the myriad ways that people did fight against the Nazi regime. And um, I have just come from a middle school assembly uh, where we were, um, we had both a a sort of short ceremony for Yom HaShoah where there were some journal uh, entries from uh, people who were were young uh, of middle school age at the time of the Holocaust and and read some poems that these kids had written, um, and um, and then said sang some prayers uh, and songs of remembrance, and um, was struck by just that uh, the that these kids that are here now participating in this ceremony and they're now all out in um, learning from eighth graders. Uh, who are teaching them about various aspects of the Holocaust from their own Holocaust studies in eighth grade uh, Judaic studies, but that all of these kids are going to um, be adults in in the United States, in a version of the United States where many of their contemporaries have um, very limited understanding um, 
uh, of of the Holocaust, something about the way that it's being taught in uh, in the sort of public school among general education um, is is not really translating. Um, and uh, that that seems significant, I would say. That seems significant. Uh, and and changes I think the um, the the weight of of the responsibility of carrying that knowledge for our children. Um, anyway, I, this is all we typically start with a poem. All of you Yudcast listeners will know that, but this was really what was on my mind. So instead, we're going to end with a poem here today. Um, uh, but. It, the the other thing that this Holocaust uh, Remembrance Day really does is it it's a also a, a real reminder of how precious life is and these journal entries that these kids were reading from kids in Poland uh, in the the late 30s it's just a, a reminder of how normal the lives that kids were leading really were. You know, there was an entry talking about ballet lessons and talking about a, a, a girl who loved to read, which was very um, resonant with my own uh, experience of raising daughters. And um, I have been thinking about just the, uh, not just the the preciousness of life, but the gratitude uh, that I feel um, to, you know, be in this place uh, and in this time to have children in a school such as this one where they do have opportunity to really engage and learn and, and remember, uh, hopefully, lessons for the future of, um, of human civilization, the future of human engagement um, uh, around, you know, from from having learned about the Holocaust, not only for its own sake, but for the sake of the future. Um, and obviously coming right out of Passover, that's very powerful, right? Because it's a it's a time of year where we think about the power of telling stories uh, and retelling stories to successive generations so that they will remember core lessons, right? Core lessons from Passover about about tyranny and oppression, but also about struggle and freedom. Uh, and I think the same is true of Yom HaShoah, where we're, you know, studying lessons about sort of the, the depths of uh, human depravity, um, but also the, uh, the towering heights of human uh, heroism and self-sacrifice. So um, I, I'm grateful for that. Um, also just feeling grateful uh, this week, so we were we were in Paris uh, for the Passover holiday and had a wonderful time there, and it's an amazing place. And got um, through by virtue of some airline shenanigans, got stuck there for extra days. And and as lovely as it is to be stuck in Paris, it's also just being stuck anywhere, which is not itself at all lovely, especially with young children. And so coming back to San Francisco, it was an especially wonderful place to come back to. And a friend of mine reminded me that it is truly a gift uh, to come home to this amazing city. And then yesterday, uh, our students sang the national anthem at the Giants game. And uh, I was standing there watching them practice right at McCovey Cove at the statue of Willie McCovey, you know, with the bay just kind of spread out this beautiful gray green 
uh, and you know this amazing stadium that the Giants uh, play in at at uh, AT and T Park behind us, and um, just reminded of the gift not just of life itself, which I think is something that we remember today on Yom Hashoah, but the gift. Um, the gift of this particular life in this particular place. And it, it took my mind um, to the poem, The Changing Light by Lawrence Ferlinghetti, surely the poet laureate of San Francisco for all time, just turned 99 uh, a few weeks ago. And uh, he wrote a poem, this is a fairly recent poem of his called Changing Light. And we'll end with it here today. The Changing Light at San Francisco is none of your East Coast light, none of your pearly light of Paris. The light of San Francisco is a sea light, an island light, and the light of fog blanketing the hills drifting in at night through the Golden Gate to lie on the city at dawn. And then the halcyon late mornings after the fog burns off and the sun paints white houses with the sea light of Greece with sharp, clean shadows making the town look like it had just been painted. But the wind comes up at four o'clock, sweeping the hills, and then the veil of light of early evening, and then another scrim when the new night fog floats in, and in that veil of light, the city drifts anchorless upon the ocean. And with that, I wish you all weekends full of veils and drifts of light, my friends, full of memory and gratitude uh, for this amazing city, for the precious gift of life, and for uh, the capacity to love and know one another, uh, even amidst remembering the very difficult moments that our world sometimes gives us. Shabbat Shalom to any of you listening on Shabbat, and I hope that you all had uh, a, a powerful and meaningful day of remembrance today.